2: Your <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, March the 27th of mm. March. March. <laughs> March the 27th of March. And I am Will.
0: And I'm Edwin.
2: And you're listening to Wednesday Breakfast.
0: Yeah, welcome back.
2: Welcome back, everybody,
0: <laughs> to Wednesday
2: Breakfast specifically. To Wednesday <laughs> Breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yes, welcome back to you. Yes, thank um, you. Yes, uh, it was fine mm-hmm. by myself in the studio last week. Oh, yeah, no, 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 it was great because Gab was in the other room watching me the whole time, right. like like an amazing guardian angel. And the show actually went fine. Fantastic. I think. And yeah. yeah, we got some good feedback from people about the stories that we covered. Yes. And so thank you. Keep, keep reaching out to 3CR. It's really great to hear your voices. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't actually have access to things like, I mean, the programs, programmers don't have access to things like ratings. So I don't know how many people listen or if anyone is listening. Yeah. Um, we really just do it for the, our, our passions for the stories that we put forward and that we produce. Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you for all the people who, who reached out and told us that you're listening.
0: Absolutely and yeah. like it's a really great function to remember that we do have an SMS uh, our number is 0488 809 855. Uh, that was 0488 809 uh, 855, and I'm so sorry for changing the consistency of how I said zero and <laughs> O oh, <laughs> halfway through. But um, it's wonderful to hear anything from the public. We are a community radio broadcasting mm-hmm. service. We like to hear feedback. We like to hear uh, what you'd like to be listening to or what you'd like covered. All those sorts of things. It, it's exactly really great right. to yeah. make this interactive.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, we can't do talk back. We're not trained for that. No. Um, and oh, also, no. I don't want to because just, I just feel like there would be so much pressure.
0: Talkback. Um, I have produced for Talkback in you? the past. What yeah. was it like? Um, it was f- frightening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a guessing game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you want people who are going to be able to adapt to any situation. Oh. Um, but I think there's a lot of uh, on-the-fly sort All of right. behaviour, which is just. I don't know about you, but yeah. it, it's seven o'clock. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't think I'm ready to get into a word battle quite yet. <laughs> totally.
2: Um, respect to Keep Left, who mm. do a really great talkback show on a. F- Friday, is mm. that right? Yes, we'll I think it is. Mm. it is. It um, is. Anyway, um, so w- how have you been? I haven't seen you for like a week and a bit.
0: I know, I went to university no. and got sucked into Intelligentsia. <laughs> okay, okay, what's that like? Um, university is fascinating. I'm going to RMIT, so ah. it's, it's kind of like the alternative institution, <laughs> but still an institution. Uh, university is absolutely... Oh, it's a lot of fun. I like the fact that I'm in a place that respects learning mm. that's really cool, okay. and it feels like also I love being in the city because in the city, I'm one of those people who likes the city, but it's a lot of moving, a lot of new things, a lot of innovation yeah. Yeah. so that's exciting okay. um yeah, yeah, yeah cool and we're we're at the moment, we're covering all about breaking down media information and mass media and oh. you know what is advertising and breaking down all the evil messages behind it, so I'm having a time of my life at the
2: moment with that. Awesome. Cool. (laughs) How
0: about you? What have you been doing? Uh,
2: Looking forward to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which is, uh, has it started already? I know there's a lot of stuff going on There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if it's the Gala Night has happened yet, because that's when people switch on and they're like, ah, it's on, I should go into the city. Um, but there's all sorts of great stuff going on. I've been going to a lot of shows at Improv Conspiracy, oh. which is like an improv comedy center. They do kind of like Chicago style, mm. you know, group of six people on stage and they have to come up with short sketches on the fly. Um, and that's really great. They do shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And so I've been going quite often because the shows are just like $5, $10. Yeah, that's absolutely really, fantastic. I think I've mentioned it on here before. I don't know. Um, Hmm. James from Monday... Was involved in improv conspiracy and um, I take classes there and it's a lot nice. of fun. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's that's something I've been doing lately. Uh, Funnily enough, yeah. just
0: picking up on that, I oh, cool. actually the comedy festival does actually start today. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so it's the 27th of March to the 21st yeah. of April, and mm. just checking. Uh, we'll get to you later with when the gala night is, but mm. it should be really coming up. Actually, it might have actually already yeah. Well, I, I
2: imagine tickets are already sold out anyway. It's yeah, a hugely popular Yeah,
0: Definitely, event. definitely. I know yeah. last year my friend and I, we went to all the um, stand-up, the new stand-up comics, so it was all, you know, as you said, those $5 sort of ones where it's like, we're starting out, had the time of our lives. Yeah. So worth it. You know,
2: it's a a gamble, because I think a lot of comedy is dominated by a certain sector of society, Mm -hmm. and they're not very interesting or funny, Mm. Um, but you uh, just head down to the Melbourne Town Hall, and there are people spruiking their own shows, and their shows are free to five dollars definitely or ten dollars and like mm. you know I you could you could find a, find a really great show that you really really enjoy so yeah definitely that's a suggestion for everyone i think a lot of um,
0: yeah. uh, i was this is me having a grouchy moment but i was mm. having a bit of a uh, about the fact that a lot of uh mainstream comedy seems to be dominated by like edge culture
3: uh. but, like
0: not quite not not like necessarily offensive like right. just outright intolerance but like comics kind of skirting around the edges of that, so kind of playing with, like, ooh, how almost bad can I be? Edgy, edgy, edgy. Right,
2: and when you say bad, you mean, like, racist and I mean, like, punching and... down. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: And yeah. just a whole lot of, like, really, like, oh, just, just really hidden kind of, yeah, intolerance kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I'm it,
2: thinking of Ricky Gervais. Yeah, exactly. Kind that of. sort of edge mm. culture
0: where it's like, ooh, I'm being edgy. Yeah. Ooh, this yeah. is slightly inappropriate, and it's like... I don't know about you, but I'm just getting really bored of it, honestly. Yeah. not know defensive, but it's just kind of. Doesn't also, it feel
2: really early 2000s. It's <laughs> it feels just like, you know, we've 2000s. just discovered that we can say naughty things and get away with it because people let us. Exactly. Shock and value. So, mm. Anyway. Um, anyway, um, mm.
0: quick shout out with the festival also. Yep. Uh, currently going on is the Castlemaine State Festival. Oh. Uh, so this goes from the 22nd to the 31st. So it'll we'll be going till Is that Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Okay. Um, amazing. Lots of really cool stuff up there. A lot yeah. of open studios. Yep. If you get the chance. I suggest checking it out. It's quite Castle a Castlemaine is so cute. Castlemaine is
2: beautiful. The cutest town. <laughs> yeah. The best of towns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there's gonna be a festival. I imagine like arts and music yeah. And food. So
0: as I said, there's um oh. open studios, but also there's like a circus going on. There's like wow. a body concert. I really do. There's a few musicians. I do suggest, however, if you are interested, look up the program guide and like book because certain mm. things are happening on like. Thursday right. or Sunday, right. like it. It does take a little
2: bit of thought. I think a lot of people are going to be heading up this weekend. Yes, definitely. If the festival's definitely. happening over the weekend, so that's something to watch out for. It's going to be really busy. Yes. Yeah. Um. But, um so, yeah. can we talk about what's happening on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So we're going to be starting off the show um at seven fifteen with an in studio interview with Violet from Extinction Rebellion. Extinction Rebellion is. Well, I won't say that they knew because they've been going for a little while in the UK, but, um, Violet is part of the group that's setting up a new branch of Extinction Rebellion. And Extinction Rebellion is a decentralized, um, collective of people, um, agitating for change on climate, um, and part of what is essential to them. Like a lot of, a lot of, I find, environmental groups are already trying to practice things like radical acceptance or listening. Listen, kind crazy. Of practice listening, crazy, but you know, like, um, sort of listening in a sort of institutional sense yeah. where they um, uh, make their spaces accessible for for mm-hmm. as many people as they can, sure. and um, in contrast to those organisations who who try their best, this is fundamental to the project, Extinction Rebellion. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear more about that. And Violet's coming into the studio, and I'm really excited to meet yeah. th- meet them. Um, so that'll be great. Um, and then throughout the show, we're going to be hearing uh, a little bit more from the Muslim Solidarity Rally. Um, I thought it would be good to bring back some of the speakers. Um, not the same ones that we sp- heard from last week. Um, last week, we focused mostly on the voices of women and from people from the Muslim community. This week, um, some slightly better known names like Adam Band, Band and Luke Hilikari. And the reason why I wanted to hear from them is because, um, they, they had, they said some things that bear discussing. Mm -hmm. Um, in the studio and so I thought it might be good to do Um, and also just because there have been a lot of solidarity events continuously happening Mm. um, throughout um, so-called Australia and Aotearoa and all over the world and so it's um, it's worth sort of keeping this Story alive, I suppose, um, just because it still matters. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I definitely it's always think so, yeah. um,
0: especially with the media coverage around the uh, around around yeah. this, this these last two weeks, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, Australia, the mainstream media has done quite a good job at suddenly just shushing up the story yes. and distracting it towards things like you know Turkey's comments, for example. You know, Scott oh, Morrison's yeah. getting all yeah. fired up about that, whilst there's a really pressing issue coming on in Australia, which is yeah. you know Islamophobia yeah. and mm. the the solidarity with the Muslim community. Yeah. That um yeah. I think definitely when we get the opportunity, we should keep this story alive because totally. the, the media is doing yeah. all it wants to stamp it out.
2: Yeah. Now, um, I introduced this interview last week. It didn't end up happening because of scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be speaking to Pat from Friends of the Earth. Is that right?
0: Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to try and get on to Pat from Friends of the Earth and we'll be talking to him about the Green New Deal, or uh, the New Green Deal, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Apologies. Uh, which is a policy that comes out of really America, but also a bit of a think tank international think tank based in America, um, and it's discussing kind of a radical reforming of the system mm. to move towards sustainable products away from, you know, non-renewables. Mm. Um, and I just really want to kind of talk to them, find out what, what what's going on with this new deal, why would it be applicable to Australia, you know, all mm. those sorts of questions. Okay. So hopefully really we get on to them at about 8 o'clock. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Fingers crossed.
2: Well, um, we're going to move into a very quick alternative news because the next interview is supposed to start in about four minutes. So um, (laughs) let's play a bit of nitty gritty and see how we go. Wonderful.
4: Yes, of (laughs)
0: course.
2: We got this. We got this. uh, You're listening to Wednesday Breakfast. The time right now is Mm. 7.12. And we're going to do a really quick uh, alternative news. Just quickly, Christian Porter has said that he's not impressed with um, Google and Facebook's responses to um, inquiries by the government as to whether they are able to properly monitor content that goes out live. We're speaking specifically about live streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's come into the mainstream political conversation um, in the wake of the live streaming of the murders in... Um, uh, of the mosque murders yeah. in New Zealand. Um, and so what the Attorney General, Christian Porter, has said is that he's not satisfied with their response on how they might um, regulate... Um, how these companies might regulate uh, things that go out live yep. and that there might be a legislative approach to mm. monitoring this and industry. And I yeah. think it's interesting from two points. For one, I, I don't want to, like, defend these mega-corporate behemoths who have yep. all of our information uh, and are the second government that we don't get to vote on. Yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, I don't want the government to be able to find a distant media source and clamp down on no, no, it. No, I'm just wondering what you think about that conflict of, like... Definitely. I think this yeah. is...
0: What I find really interesting is this comes in the context of them shutting down a few websites recently oh. for, you know, being supportive of extremists or being fertile beds of extremist kind of content radicalisation. Sure, and radicalization. sure. And I'm a bit divided because on one hand I'm like, mm, you're clamping down on internet freedoms. Yeah. On the other hand I'm like, these are grounds. I think my, my problem is extremism will... Pop up wherever you find it. So him going right, we're just going to blanket ban or, or bring in legislative, you the, know, the, the technology of live technology, streaming. Is what live streaming, exactly about. Yeah. to to cut off it off. It's like it's it, it will surface somewhere and somehow. Sure. I don't think yeah. I don't think yeah. Australia quite like government. Yeah. Personally, doesn't have ha- sorry has a grip on how big the internet and technologies and how powerful they ca- are mm. as a medium. Yeah. Um, and I think legislating, yeah. it is a little bit. Unless you bring a really heavy law and it's yeah. a bit of a difficult job. Yeah. Well oh, I, I
2: don't want to, just to be clear to all, mm. all the people listening at home, I don't want to um sort of create the false dichotomy between corporate no. interests and the government. No, they're, no. They're absolutely <laughs> united. So I'm not saying that Definitely. that Google and mm. uh, the sort of the right-wing government we have aren't completely in cahoots, but mm. that... It's just something interesting to talk about, the, no, the government's yeah. sort of intention to regulate new media type sources. So, something for people to think about. Do you have anything to say for Alternative News? Yeah, on.
3: very
0: quickly, um, yeah. just referencing Brexit. So, obviously, we saw that Theresa May got voted down another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I've got a little thing up here of what might happen next, the Brexit's next steps. Ooh. I will be having an indicative vote process, which, which may last a few, several days, and basically the MPs have taken over Parliament. So... Uh, the question is, can the MPs kind of choose an option? Now, if it's a yes, uh, then it has to be, does Theresa May accept it? If that's a yes, then the government tries to implement decision. However, if MPs uh, can't choose an option, it's a heavy no. And then if Theresa May doesn't accept it, it's a heavy no, and that's possibly a meaningful vote on the Theresa May's deal, uh, which can either pass or fail. Mm. If it fails, there's no deal. Uh, by the 12th of April, uh, Brexit gets cancelled. Um, or there is a possibility of a further extension, but even that is looking hazy at the moment from what the EU really has said. The EU is quite angry. Um, they've agreed to extend the process, but really, at this point, they need to implement the deal by the 22nd of May. That's the new kind of cut-off suggestive date.
2: All right. Well, we'll so keep our eyes on the situation and see what Definitely happens. keep our eyes on the
0: situation, because um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw Charlie Pickering this week, but um, they likened it to arguing outside a kebab shop about which kebab shop to (laughs) which deal to go with it was a fantastic metaphor on the weekly this week okay
2: Mm. um that was alternative news it's shorter than usual but um i'm really excited to speak to our guests who are in the other room um let's play some community service announcements we'll be right back
5: australia is a crime scene
6: it's unfinished business is crime People don't understand that it was a military exercise. It was military in the First Fleet. It was Captain James Cook. It was Captain Arthur Phillip. Right through the history of Australia, it's a military exercise. Our people have suffered greatly because the white man is not prepared to act honourably and legally. It's still the case in this country today. This is 3CR.
4: 16 the Sentani region of Jayapura in West Papua was hit by massive flooding and landslides killing at least 89 people with more than 6,000 people evacuated from their home 74 people are missing and 159 have been injured this disaster is the result of torrential rain coupled with devastations of the mountains also poor waste management, polluting and clogging waterways, leading to flash flooding and mudslides. At this time, West popon people need your help more than ever. Help us. Reach our goal to raise $10,000 to provide emergency supplies, food, first aid, nappies, baby food and milk formula. All money raised will go directly to Yayasan Abdi Budaya Nusantara a foundation facilitating the evacuation camp in Sintani, West Papua. Donate online at https slash project flood relief for West Papua. West Papuan people need you. It's time to help and don't make them feel alone.
5: Hi, I'm Kitty Galore. Come join us on 3CR's new program, Behind Closed Doors. My co-host Lisa Marie and I will be exploring the world of sex work every Thursday, 6 to 6.30 p.m., starting the 28th of March on your local favorite community radio station, 3CR. Join me, Sally Goldner, the presenter of Out of the Pan, for a live broadcast on International Trans Day of Visibility at Hares and Hyenas on 31st of March 2019, organised by Transgender Victoria with 3CR. With co-host Mama Alto, we'll be moderating a live panel discussion about issues, experiences and intersections between and about trans people of colour. Get your tickets online at tdov2019.eventbrite.com.au That's tdov2019.eventbrite.com.au Or listen live to the discussion right here on 855am on digital and streaming online.
2: Kevin Hines Grow delivers gardening and nature-based programs to people of all ages and all abilities. Our programs provide great opportunities for positive personal development and well-being. The Kevin Hines Grow Autumn Fair and Open Day is on Saturday, the 30th of March, 9am to 3pm at 39 Weatherby Road, Doncaster. Come along and stock up on plants at our community nursery or learn more about our programs. See you there! Kevin Hines Grow is a 3CR supporter.
0: Thank you, Grigion. this is Stephen Pigram from up Broomway, Yauru country. And it's great to be down in Melbourne and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Been here for a long time.
2: And you are listening to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesday Breakfast. Um, Thanks for tuning in, folks. We It's 7.20 right now, and we have our next guest in the studio. We've got um, Andy and Violet in here from Extinction Rebellion um, to tell us a bit about the new Australian faction of Extinction Rebellion and um, to tell us about Extinction Rebellion's aims and how you, the listener, might get involved. Um, Thanks for joining us, Andy and Violet.
7: Yeah, thanks, William.
0: Thanks for having us.
2: Um, So first of all, can I ask you about Extinction Rebellion? Um, uh, we were talking a little earlier before we started the interview, and you were talking about how the Australian faction just started back in October. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, the the emphasis around that? Were you were you folks back involved back in October?
7: Uh, not for another month yet. The first no. meeting was just an international call to our connections in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, a wonderful woman called Jane made that call and, and uh, yeah, got together and started the, the first um, first groundbreaking crew here, which were a lot of, like, Adani, the Stop Adani crew, Grey Power, um, a lot of existing... Um, Really, really long-term activists who have been doing this a long time in Australia and heard about XR and heard about what they're trying to do and and just wanted to jump on board and and grab that that chain as it was going.
2: Beautiful. It, yeah. It's sort of originated in the UK, is mm-hmm. sort of what I've read about. Extinction Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes Extinction Rebellion distinct from other? Because there there are lots of people who are working in the. Um, uh, the environmental activism space. Um, what What is it that makes Extinction Rebellion distinct from others?
3: Uh, well, Extinction Rebellion uh, isn't actually just focused on the climate emergency, for example. It's really trying to address this situation of humanity on the planet which is causing the extinction of lots, the rest of the life and pretty much leading to our own extinction. So, It's actually seeing the big picture and it's deciding that it's not acceptable, the path that we're heading on, mostly due to the actions of governments and corporations and that we have a right and a duty to rebel in order to try and change that narrative. Mm.
2: And so Extinction Rebellion has a number of different stated goals, one of which being that you want to get the government to acknowledge that we're heading into an extinction. Is that right?
7: That's right. Not just the government, but the media as well. This Mm. should be front page news, you know. Um, We just had the first um, extinction, mammal extinction in Australia here, the um, Bramble Cay, beautiful little mammal and... um, I think that the fact that we're, you know, the first person, like First Nation to really see that that extinction says mm-hmm. that we really need to step up and start yeah, doing something. it's terrifying yeah. that
2: the um, hum- um, anthropogenic climate change has led to a rise in sea level, which has just drowned the Bramble Cay. Um,
7: That's right. And um, one of the scariest parts about the sea level rising is not actually, you know, the the water coming up into our toes. Um, It's actually that the water goes under the earth and salts the earth, so we actually won't be able to grow food. Mm. So it's really our food, air and water that are really under threat, not just ours, obviously. Mm. Every every living being's, um, yeah, Yeah. food, water. And
2: And what seems to make Extinction Rebellion different in this sense is um, messaging is a very important Mm -hmm. um, part of the project. And part of the messaging is that um, humans are animals and we rely on the earth and (laughs) we are at at risk of extinction if we don't change what we do. Um, So can I ask you about um, the way that you treat humans in your organisation? It seems that other environmental organisations, they have a lot to say about um, creating safe spaces, which is fantastic, and practising listening. Um, but it's a policy rather than embedded in the project of extinction rebellion. Can you tell me a bit more about that?
7: Yeah, we have a really, really strong regenerative culture. Um, and we what do you mean by that? Ah, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we have a whole team of people who turn up to every event. Um, basically, they're to look after everybody's well-being, and um, they're really it, all through the stages of planning any action or whatever. Um, we really want to connect with making sure that the humans um, are are well cared for and um, if you, they hit any trouble that, that they've got a support network around them. Um, we, uh, we have many psychologists on team. Obviously, it's really stressful. Like, you know, we spend all day t- talking and thinking about the extinction of every everything and that's not easy you know no 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 no. so um yeah we have basically people on team to really help um help move through that and support us and and that's really important it's been so great like Mm. for me i've I've been a part of the movement since november Mm. and definitely have used those support networks and Mm. yeah i'm so grateful that they have that really embedded in the system
2: yeah that sounds absolutely right i have a friend who's involved in um, actually, I won't say which specific organisation that she's working for, but, um, <laughs> but it's one that's involved um, direct action in a certain part of Australia. Yeah. And the, the result of that is that it's made sort of impend the, the climate emergency really real to her in an emotional sense and mm. so that's had some sort of impact on her, her yeah. psychically. Yeah we yeah.
7: talk a lot about grief and um, you know w- we go around and do talks Andy and I and um, about w- what XR do and, and we definitely make sure that there's space in those talks for us to process the grief because it is, it you do have to grieve like we've all, it's like when you break up with someone you have all this imagination <laughs> of having children and having your house and all of that and then you have to go through the grief of, like, letting go of that. Right. Um, and it's the same thing here. We've we've been promised this future of, like, you know, Futurama style, and we're all going to have this amazing, like, <laughs> right, <laughs> flying right. around in cars and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's just not our future, mm. and, and we have to really accept that. And, and, and even our
2: present isn't sustainable. That's correct.
7: Yeah. Even our present is not sustainable at all. We're chewing up way too much energy. We've had a 150-year binge on fossil fuels, and it's been fun, but we can't. Um, can't continue.
0: Yeah. sorry. and, um, just to j- jump in here, uh, you guys say you go around and do a few talks, you know, to people. How do you break down this conception that, you know, humans are somehow different or elevated from animals? Uh, cause I, I, know I was talking to someone the other day and he went, yeah, but humans aren't animals. I don't know. And it's kind of like, what? We, we die the same. We live the same. We have the same basic needs. Uh, yeah. how do you break down that wall? Cause I know it's just not something in our main culture. I don't think that we do
7: necessarily as part of XR break down that wall. Mm. We did have a couple of drinks at the pub after the talk last night (laughs) and we're definitely discussing that um, and, and other like cultural um, things like veganism and, you know, mm-hmm. what other steps forward. I think at the end of the day, one really great thing about XR is we don't say that we have all the answers. We definitely, mm-hmm. as part of built-in culture, have working groups who are, um, gathering information for the Citizens Assembly, which we'll talk about as our third. Um, demand um, to give to them. But we it's really important that we don't start talking about the solution. The mm. first step is really to acknowledge that there is a problem and make sure that that's pushed really hard, mm. is that there is a problem... Let's not argue about the final steps yet. Let's first make sure that we're on the right track to to acknowledging reality, really, because if you're not acknowledging reality, you're insane. And you
3: can't (laughs) contend with it. Yeah, Yeah, you can't contend,
7: you can't act on it, um, Mm. and that's what's really important. Mm. Yeah.
3: And I think in terms of humans not being different from any other animals, it's to do with the realisation and the trend in the scientific community now to speak out that... We're actually facing an existential threat. It's The sixth mass extinction is not everything but humans. We're all in this together, and humans are very much facing the possibility of going extinct within this century, possibly sooner, based mm-hmm. on the c- climate chaos and eco- ecosystems breakdowns which we are just proliferating around the planet.
2: Mm. Um, so, can we talk about the the event that happened last night? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to come along with a recorder. I would have loved to. Um, ah, so we'll we'll be at the next one with a, with a little recording device, um, <laughs> so we can share what happens. But um, what what happened last night?
7: Um, basically, we got together first. Um, the the uh, layout of the talk is that we make sure that people understand that we are in an emergency. We show some of the science. You know, 97% of scientists agree that the road we're heading on is is disaster, and that we do need to do something about it. Um, so we spend a lot of time just sinking that in, and then um, we talk about civil disobedience and what, th- why that's important um, and why that's the avenue that we take. And it's because, um, you know, for a long time, the climate activists have been um, basically lobbying to the current government system to get them to enact on the climate crisis, and they haven't been doing that. Um, and so... Uh, we need to now step it up and make an appropriate response to, to the situation. Um, and, uh, and do you want to speak on that at all, um, Andy? Yeah. Well,
3: basically, what we're in the process of doing is recruiting for the movement. And so we're doing this as an outreach talk, which basically provides the information and then talks about yeah the appropriate response because it's a situation where the governments and corporations are pretty much actively gassing the planet. And this is with carbon dioxide, but if you think back to uh, the analogy is made with the Nazis in World War II gassing the the Jewish people and other people in the concentration camps. Like, if your government was actively doing this, you have a duty to rebel against something like this. Like, they have rendered the social contract void by... Mm. exterminating us and the life in front of us yeah, yeah.
2: Um, speaking on the idea of um, a duty to act um, something that I've read in the sort of manifesto of Extinction rebellion is non-violence. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask a naughty question. Yeah. Um, what is non-violence and what is the value of it in the face of a, of a climate emergency?
7: I'd really love to talk to this. Mm. Um, so It's something so, so passionate to me obviously. Um, I study philosophy, so I, I, uh, morally I am very, very, very against violence, I, uh, but the stats is really what we want to talk about here. 95 percent. Oh, sorry, uh, 75% of um, political movements or activist movements um, that include violence fail. So 75% fail. Of the 25% that do succeed, 95% of those end up in a totalitarian, patriarchal regime because once you incite violence, you lose the children, you lose the women, you lose the old people, so you just end up with a bunch of dudes hanging around trying to control society again. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, So, yeah. Obviously, violence. No violence. We are really, really peaceful, and that's why um, we talk about arrestable offences and, and non-violent direct action. Um, so we do training, NVDA training, before you're allowed to get on in. In on well, we. I implore and ask people to t- touch base with us, obviously with a decentralization, everybody's empowered, but if you're following the Extinction Rebellion code and principles, um, get in contact with us. We have plenty of resources to do training, nonviolent direct action training, which is so amazing, um, which is basically teaching us how to peacefully and pleasantly talk to authority figures and, and discuss discuss why we're there and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's super important to um, to keep that um, peaceful, peaceful thing in mind. And, and um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add to that, Andy?
3: Um, well, if you have a nonviolent protest then, and you treat the people who maybe want to move you along or the police want to arrest, wanna arrest okay. you with respect, then it enables a situation where if they back down because there's too many of you then they don't lose face Mm. and it enables just a better communication and understanding because we're ultimately all on the same side which Mm. isn't really meant to be an antagonistic thing although that's a part of the process at this point to disrupt but really we're trying to do this for everyone and it is for everyone Okay. And
7: it really does work. I was at Japrong uh last week and the police were there intimidating us and um just because we had enough peace put people there peacefully holding ground they backed off and so, you know, just you know, standing peacefully and holding your ground in that peaceful way can really make a lot of change because it shows that you're willing to to um put your body on the line and not you don't need to put anybody else in danger you can just sort of put yourself in the situation and and that shows consent and that shows how much it means to you really yeah
2: yeah on that topic um i think it might be worth mentioning to folks listening at home that they should tune in at 11 a.m today to fire first um there might be an update from Japarong. there for the last two days there's been a stop work Mm-hmm. On the site is my understanding. That's um right. and, but that expires today. Um yeah. and so it'd be worth tuning in to Firefirst eleven AM um where they should be speaking to some folks at um at Top Camp, I I believe mm-hmm. it is. Um mm-hmm. we'll we'll find out more about that as the show progresses today. Um
7: Extinction Rebellion acknowledges the traditional owners of this land as well.
2: Yes. And um and you've been down um at at Jipurung, um uh heritage protection camp as well. So that's, um, that's how we got in contact in the first place. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I won't ask you any questions about that because we've had you yeah. um, in the studio <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Can I mm-hmm. ask, when's the next event or how can people find out more about Extinction Rebellion if they want to?
7: Yeah. So um, we're having a talk today at 12.
3: 12.30 uh, actually, 1230? actually mm-hmm. just yeah. around the corner from here at the Australian Catholic University. It's mm-hmm. another presentation by a member of the Rebellion about how to be involved.
7: Um, Then we've also got another mass planning meeting happening uh, on the 6th of April. And where's that at, Andy?
3: At the Kathleen Syme Library in Carlton at 2 o'clock.
7: Yeah. um, But the best thing you can do, we've got an Extinction Rebellion Facebook page and OzRebellion.com. Earth is our website Um, that's got a secure forum on there and all kinds of things. So um, that would be a really good place to go. And there's a private Facebook chat just for Victoria, which you have to answer questions for. If you don't answer the questions, then you can't get in. Um, But yeah, that's Extinction Rebellion Vic Vic or something. It'll be on the page. <laughs> find, on the us, page. find us online. <laughs> Our
2: website is ozrebellion.earth. There's great. no domain That's at the good. end of that. Earth is the the yep. domain. Yeah. Um, we're all on Earth, and there's yep. no escape. So we yeah. got to fix it. Um, thank you so much, Violet and Andy, for coming on the show today. Thanks for a, having a us. It's been fantastic hearing from you. Um, yeah. We'll be right, fo- Back, folks. Um, mm-hmm. You stay tuned. You're listening to Wednesday Breakfast here on Three CR Community Radio. Marxism 2019 is Australia's biggest socialist conference, taking place this Easter long weekend from April the 18th to the 21st in Melbourne. Marxism 2019 features international and local guest speakers, including award-winning author and activist Baruz Bouchani. Join over 1,000 activists for crucial discussions on how to resist the rise of the right and rebuild the left. With more than 100 sessions, tickets start at just $35 and are available at marxismconference.org. A 3 supporter.
4: Are you passionate about films, interested in cultural diversity or wanting to get exposure for your own film?
2: The Indonesian Film Festival is just around the corner with our main events running from March the 23rd to April the 10th. There'll be free film screenings,
4: panel discussions, and for filmmakers, there's the short film competition. This year's theme is The Unknown. And film submissions close on the 3rd of March. What are you waiting for? Go and check it out. The Indonesian Film Festival. IAAFAustralia.com A 3CR supporter.
6: Say I am safe.
4: I am sailing on the sea, the water.
7: We sail for human rights, indigenous sovereignty, and climate justice. Our destination is Manus Island. Join us for the Freedom Flotilla. Sailforjustice.org. Get on board.
0: A 3CR supporter.
8: We appreciate, like, you mob and all the people coming and visit us and doing stuff like this, you know, it's very good. It yeah. keeps a positive mindset in our mind, you know, and we really appreciate it.
4: Because of who we can, yeah. I want to be a better, better man, yeah. Because of who we can. Beyond the Bars is
7: 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates across Victoria. You can listen to audio from this year and previous years online anytime.
1: How do you rehabilitate someone? They just put you in a cell and tell you this is how long you're going to do and it's meant to rehabilitate you, you know. Rehabilitation starts when you get out. That's when your life begins again, doesn't it? In here, your life's on hold.
7: Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. Or if you'd like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03 9419 8377.
1: When I first come to the about 10 years ago, and, and I was a young one. I wait for young ones come off the truck there the other day, and... They call me Annie Marlene, so it helped me recognise and realise that I like, pull myself up like, yeah, they're starting to look up to me, so I've got to represent and do the right thing now.
7: Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars.
0: And you're listening to 3CR. Now we've got to about 7.42 and we thought we'd uh, spend some time talking about some of the community events coming up. Yeah. So first one is just a shout out for the students I mentioned last week, but uh, this Thursday is the NGV student free night. You just need to go and book and you can show up and see a lot of cool art and all that. Uh, but anyway, March is almost over, which is a horrifying concept, but April <laughs> April promises a lot of really cool stuff. So I thought we'd just kind of get around what's happening around town. So. On the 6th of April, we'll be having the Fitzroy uh, Writers' Festival, and they'll be having a range of different writers uh, talking and, you know, collecting together about uh, narratives and all that sort of stuff from all over town. So they'll be having uh, Saturday, the 6th of April, 11 o'clock to 4.30 in the Fitzroy uh, Town Hall. Uh, It is free, but bookings are required for workshops. So if you're interested, you can probably find them online at yarralibraries.vic.gov.au slash Fitzroy Writers Festival. So nice and easy for anyone interested. Um, Also reminding that the Palm Sunday is coming up, so that's April the 14th, a week after. Yes, and Palm
2: Sunday in particular is um, commemorated as a march um, for the closure of Nara and Manus Islands. Is that right? absolutely.
0: Absolutely, and that one's... A really impressive document. Um, I'm not sure if you saw Will recently, mm. but um, uh, with the med, med evacuation bill, uh, the nurses have gone up in Madison Nauru, and the government is doing everything they can through the writing they're projecting to people on offshore detention centres. To be as traumatic and, um, and hurtful as possible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's absolutely devastating. So that one, of course, is very relevant. And yeah, they'll be coming up on April the 14th, mm. uh, 2 o'clock in front of the State Library. It's so a big PM.
2: march. Bring your signs. Bring um, your signs. Turn up. Bring your grandma. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bring um, your dog. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's, just on the mention of marches, there will also be one other march on uh, April the 11th mm. from the FGFP, a fair go at life organization, and that is We Are Not April Fool's. So on Thursday the 11th, 2019, uh, there'll be a protest against the federal bud- budget and kind of more so the uh, kind of funding cuts to welfare, health and education payments and services that are kind of, you know, targeted towards people on the lower socioeconomic spectrum. So um, it's calling people from kind of like pensioners, single parents, anyone who feels that they're vulnerable or targeted by our kind of vicious uh, welfare system at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, that will be yet another thing going around town. We also hopefully will have um, someone from the ACTU on maybe next week or the week after, Uh, No, definitely next week, to talk about their upcoming march in April, too. So fingers crossed that will be coming up, too.
2: Well, there we are. Yeah. Um, So we thought we might move along to um, listening back to the Muslim Solidarity Rally, coordinated in part by CARF, the Mm -hmm. Campaign Against Racism and Fascism, um, just showing that we don't accept white supremacists in the public sphere. And these are a couple of speakers who speak on that. Uh, we might hear first from the chairman of the Victorian Trades Hall, Luke mm-hmm. Um You may notice some some points where the audio ducks out a little bit, and that's because Luke Hilakari is a very colourful speaker, <laughs> He's very excitable, and um, he does swear a bit. And so I thought I might edit this to to protect protect the children's ears. Um, <laughs> not that I think there's anything wrong with swears; it's just you need to be prepared for them. You know, they're words with power. You do so, need to for them. Um, Speaking of words with power, here's Luke Hilakari Let's listen in.
5: Comrades, it's good to see so many of you with us today. Can we start by acknowledging the traditional owners of land, the Wundjeri people, pay our deep respects to their elders, past presidents emerging, this land was stolen, never ceded, always will be and always will be Aboriginal land, comrades. Now, while we're just talking about Aboriginal land, some of you might not be aware that um, up on the western highway near Ararat, there's a group of traditional owners there, fighting to keep their country. Police removed four of them today. So what I'd like to do is I want to show this crowd's big support for their action and for their solidarity and your solidarity too. How do we go? Do we support them? Are we going to get around them? I know we are comrades. On behalf of Victorian workers, I proudly want to say that these Nazis should just f*** off. You know, they should go back and hide in their little suburban gyms and spend their frustrations pumping weights rather than pumping their mindless dribble into the rest of us and all over television. But sadly, you know, this doesn't feel like an instant reality. You know, what do you think that we have white supremacists that are allowed to give speaking to us in this country? What do you think of that? Yeah. We've got Nazis having beach parties down in St Kilda. You know, the last... Yeah, shame on that too. The last time we saw that many Nazis on a beach, it was Normandy. And you know what Australians did then? We fucking bombed them. We've got Nazis on TV, as Adam bant well pointed out. You know, how the fucking Sunrise, you know, promotes someone like Pauline Hansen? How does Sky News put on someone like Blair Cottrell, for Christ's sake? Not to mention the litany of terrible presenters from Sky News after dark who fuel this stuff. How can groups like... Qantas and Melbourne Airport and train stations show a station like Sky News. Shame on them. And let's get to our Parliament. So what do you think of John Howard? This is where I think it all started. We decide who comes to this country. Peter Dutton. It's not safe to eat on the streets of Melbourne. We've got Liberals voting on motion that it's okay to be white. We've got Liberals standing in photos giving white power hand gestures. We've got Hanson walking into the Parliament wearing a burqa as a prop. We've got Fraser Anning talking about final solutions and on the day of the massacre, decide to blame the very people who were targeted. Doesn't that just rip the guts out of you? Shame. And today... Today we have Scott Morrison talking about cutting immigration. So I think we all know what this is about. This is about a bigger agenda to divide us. And comrades, we will not be divided. We are strong. We believe in multiculturalism. We're not going to change. So let me ask you. Are you done with fascists being on TV? Yeah. Are you done with fascists in our newspapers? Yeah. How about in the Senate? Yeah. On speaking to us, yeah. on our streets. Yeah. Well, comrades, this is not the time for us to take a backward step. This is not a time for thoughts and prayers. This is a time for us to defend our values and defend our streets. Are you going to do that? And so we all are. This is our big problem. We're going to fix it, solidarity comrades.
2: And that was Luke Hilakari from the Victorian Trades Hall speaking last Friday. Well, oh, f- sorry, it was Tuesday last, so not yesterday, but the week la- week before that. Nice. On Tuesday at the Muslim Solidarity Rally. Um, the reason why I played that both is because he makes a lot of great points, but mm. also it's worth pointing out the specificity of what happened the Friday before that, mm. which was an attack on Muslims yeah. in particular. Definitely. And so, um, yes, it's worth saying that we need to fight Nazis and we need to fight fascists, mm. but that we need to put that in the context of they're not just fascists and Nazis who are coming for us all equally, mm. but they're coming in particular for people of colour and communities of colour and People from minority faiths in Australia, um, Definitely. and First Nations people and, um, people of sexual difference. Um, and so I, I don't know, I, I, I found it really rousing hearing Luke Hilakari speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of why I wanted to play what he had to say today, but also because there's a kind of generalizing effect of his words. And Definitely. if, if you know what I mean, Ivan?
0: Yeah, I feel yeah. like, um, We've got a big fight going on, a yep. large fight against uh, the alt right in Australia, mm. and it's too easy for this to become yet another piece of fuel to that. Where it's it's kind of its own fight. Uh, Islam- the fight against Islamophobia is its own movement, in the way that we need to sure. be. We, that that. Yeah, we need to be focused on that. Yeah. So I feel like it could be absconded into the larger movement against alt-right, but it yeah, needs to have its own yeah. kind of place and own voice.
2: Like, totally, all of these all of these oppressions are intersecting. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And so they all have connections, but, but certain people to... are more at risk in our society than others, yeah, so we and need I, to acknowledge that. I think, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Acknowledge and signpost that, and be yeah. kind of like, you know, this is, yeah, this is this is important, this is unique. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, um, which is why um, I think it's worth reminding people that the, um, we did speak very briefly about it when it. Um, the folks from Extinction Rebellion were in the mm-hmm. studio, but there is still action happening down um, at on Jabwaran Country, yep. um, where they're trying to protect their sacred birthing trees and their mm. culturally significant trees and land from Vic Roads, who want to build a more expensive three-minute time saver yeah. of a of a diversion to the Western Highway. I think I believe it is, mm-hmm. um, which involves chopping down 3,000 trees, of which 250 have been um, Confirmed, culturally significant to Jaburrung people, First Nation. Um, And, yeah, the the camp needs more people. We did mention last week the address of the camp. It's on the road between, um, I I called it Bangor last week, but it's Bangor, B-A-N-G-U-O-R, and Ararat, um, which is about two hours from Melbourne. So if at any point during the week you have time to drive out there, and um make yourself part of the camp Mm. it's that road between bangor and um ararat and um the name of the street escapes me but i will um there's a side road that goes off the western highway and i'll put that on our um run page um we might as well remind people that we do have a running page um Mm -hmm. that has details of the information that we share on the show um for example the um, Extinction Rebellion um, meeting times will be on this page, um, and I update it after the show every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at 3cr.org.au slash Wednesday hyphen breakfast. Or if you go to the website for 3cr, 3cr.org, just search for Wednesday breakfast. And even if you don't have access to the internet at home, folks, you can call 3CR and they can look up, up on our website for you um, our phone number here at 3CR during business hours, so that's between 9 and 5 um, on a weekday, is 94198377. Um, so we've got a little bit of time before we're supposed to speak to Pat from mm-hmm. Friends of the Earth. So what I might do is introduce this uh, another clip from from the Muslim Solidarity Rally. Um, they uh, invited onto the stage Hussein Al-Qatari who is a representative a worker representative from the national union of, for the national union of workers from chemist warehouse um some of you folks may have heard in local news although i don't think so much in national news mm. um that uh chemist warehouse has been underpaying staff and also systematically failing to address sexual harassment um in the workplaces mm. this is in um uh in their front of house and also their back of house operations. So this is specifically out of the warehouses where the strike has been happening lately. Um, I don't have any updates on, updates on the strike at the very moment, although you'd be best to listen to three stars of many, many union shows. Um, (laughs) but, uh, this is, uh, Hussein Al-Qatari speaking, um, at the Muslim Solidarity Rally about what's happening at Chemist Warehouse. Um, so let's listen in.
8: Hi, everyone. Um, a good picture for uh, unity is everyone here from different race, from different background, from different religion, standing together as, as one against racism. The act of evil wants to divide us, so what we have to say is that we are united, we are strong and, and uh, we are going to remain strong against the act of evil. Um, Racism wants to divide us as a nation, and we have to stand strong as one. They want to normally divide to rule, and we have to say no to the, to the people that want to divide us. A good example is uh, everyone going to work like in Melbourne, from different background, from different race, and... Um, our people, especially like in the uh, picket line in uh, 51 Philo Drive in Somerton, from different backgrounds, icelanders Muslims, Christian, Jewish, um, Indians, and Asian. That's a good, a good example of unity. Another point I would like to like, raise is that Religion doesn't have anything to do with racism. Religion is the way you act and behave, either at your house or here or in public. So um, there is nothing that links religion to racism. Um, People ask why we are on strike in Kimis Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse uh, workers in strike due to low wages, they get paid 25% lower than uh, the industry, um, people, 75% of the workers in Chemist Warehouse in unsecured jobs, they are all labour hire workers, um, they are seeking like A safe workplace free from sexual harassment as a lot of women in the the workplace uh, have been sexually harassed. Thanks, everyone.
2: And you are listening to Wednesday Breakfast. That was Hussein Al-Qatari from the National Workers Union giving us an update on what's happening at... or what was happening at the time at uh, at Chemist Warehouse and how... um, poor work place, place practice is something that impacts people um, from from all communities, and that's something worth remembering. Um, so we're going to listen to a song, is that right? Yeah, next
0: up we have um, a song by Eayeki um, Vallejo. Uh, this one's called Around. and just letting you know, she's actually having a single and video launch coming up uh, this Friday on the 29th of March at 7.30. Um, but this is one of her older tracks, and I thought it was kind of fantastic. So, yeah. I don't know, me And that was Aeki Vallejo. Uh, As I said, her single launch is coming up on the 29th of March. And just if you're wondering how to spell that, it's a bit of a different spelling. So that is I-A-K-I for the first name and V-A-L-L-E-J-O for the uh, second name. But yeah, a bit of a taste of some wonderful music on a Wednesday morning.
2: That's right. Lots of great energy in the room now. Um, We might move on to um, some more speakers, uh, or another speaker, rather, at the um, Muslim Solidarity Rally that happened Tuesday last, so the Tuesday last week. Um, The only mainstream politician who turned up and spoke on stage um, at the event was Adam Bant from the Australian Greens. Um, People rightly criticised the Australian Greens from divorcing a lot of the time the um our response and necessary response to the climate emergency from its social aspect and the fact that a lot of um the extractive um uh activities of certain organi- uh, certain corporations is tied to the fact that capitalism exists mm-hmm. um i won't be able to uh, explain this very um fluently but um it, it just, it's just interesting that when it comes to things like these, it just seems like it's only ever the Greens who turn up. Um, although we are now seeing other mainstream political parties or larger political parties, I shouldn't say mainstream, um, turning up like the Victorian socialists um, who, who, who turn out to, to sort of community mo- mobilisations like this. And so that's why I thought it might be worth listening to to Adam Band. Um, Adam Band does say something that's a bit controversial in in my view. He says something along the lines of this wasn't just an attack on Muslims, um, and we were just speaking on that on after we heard from Luke Kelakari on how this was specifically an attack on on Muslims. And so um, let's just listen in um, with with a critical ear to hear what Adam Band has to say from the Australian Greens.
6: Thanks very much. I also want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and acknowledge that this land was stolen, and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And to Muslim sisters and brothers, assalamu alaikum. And I want you to know, as I hope that you can gather from the turnout here, from the flowers that have been laid at mosques by people who have walked past them all their lives and never stepped foot inside them, by the outpourings of grief over the last few days, that we are heartbroken. And we can only imagine the grief that you are going through. And we want you to know that we are feeling it too because this was not just an attack on you, although it was especially an attack on you, This was an attack on all of us, from people who believe that the colour of their skin makes them better than everyone else, and all of us stand here united to say that that kind of racism and white supremacy has absolutely no place in Melbourne, absolutely no place in Australia, and we will not rest until it is buried. It has been heartbreaking over the last few days and it will be heartbreaking for days and weeks and years to come. But perhaps the thing that has been hardest to hear as I have spoken to Muslim sisters and brothers over the last few days is how many have said, well, yep, we're actually not surprised or um, we were expecting something like this. No one should have to expect something like this. This should not be something that people aren't shocked by because it has become normal to them. But you can see how easily, over the last decade or so, last couple of decades, this has become normalised in Australia. We saw it when Pauline Hanson was elected to Parliament and began her campaign of racism and division. And we saw it when John Howard's response to that was not to distance himself from her but to co-opt fully all of her policies and make them the policies of the government. We saw it when Andrew Bolt penned columns headed the foreign invasion and talked about the difficulties that happen supposedly when people come here daring to think things that are different and have beliefs that are different to us. We saw it when Sunrise gave Pauline Hanson a regular platform to spout her program of racism and division every day and Good on you, you know, good on you, hosts of Sunrise, for standing up and making the point that, geez, doesn't the, gun, doesn't the shooter's manifesto in Christchurch read a lot like One Nation's manifesto? Well, yeah, duh, Sherlock, and maybe that's the same manifesto you've given her a platform to spout for every week for the last couple of years. Now, you share some responsibility in this. You share some responsibility in this. And the people who thought it would be a great idea to invite a global far-right commentator to come and sit in Kensington at the doorstep of the flats in Flemington around the corner from me, where 50% of the people there identify as Muslim, and have him give a hate speech as part of his hate tour and then wonder wonder why kids in those flats felt scared that night as racists and fascists chased them through it, You bear some responsibility for thinking that was a good idea for allowing someone like that to come here. And Peter Dutton, Peter Dutton, when you say that maybe it was a mistake to have allowed Lebanese Muslims to come here and say, I'm just airing that as a proposal to chuck out there into the mix, or when you think it is an OK idea to try and win votes by saying what people in Melbourne are worried about going out because of African gangs, well, you bear some responsibility for all of this as well because you have tried to use fear and race and division to win votes and this is the consequence of that, that climate that you create. And, and we warned you about it at the time. We warned you about it at the time because we have seen here in Melbourne A young Sudanese man being beaten to death by people who said that they were here because they wanted to take their city back. And we have pleaded with you, Peter Dutton and Scott Morrison and everyone else in a position of power, not to use race and Islamophobia and fear to win votes because we know where it ends. But you did not listen, so you bear some responsibility for creating this climate. And we will hold you to account... And Fraser Anning, Fraser Anning, you have no right to be in the Australian Parliament because you are associating with white supremacists. You are seeking to undermine the very fundamentals of democracy. And a million Australians and counting no longer want you in the Parliament because they know you do not believe in democracy. You want to turn our country into something approximating a dictatorship where people are classified and sorted on the basis of their race or the basis of what they believe. And we know that you, Fraser Anning, stand for trying to kick people out of this country. And that is why the Australian public wants to kick you out of Parliament. And if you... Fraser Anning, if you have not heard the message by the time Parliament resumes and done the right thing and stepped down, well, if you are still there when Parliament resumes, the Greens will move in Parliament to remove you. Because if you can be suspended from Parliament for calling someone a liar, if you can be suspended from Parliament for calling someone a pig, then you can definitely be suspended from Parliament for associating yourself with white supremacists and blaming people who have just been massacred for their own massacre. You do not deserve to be there because you are undermining the fundamentals of democracy. And this has crossed over from being about freedom of speech into whether or not the fundamentals of our democracy are going to be preserved. And the Australian people are on to you. But can I also say... Scott Morrison, you do not get to wash your hands of this, you hypocrite. Because all of this happened under your watch and with your blessing. And when you could have taken the opportunity over the last couple of days to stand up, as we have seen, not that far over the ditch, where, you know, I'm sure half of the Liberal Party is still suffering shock because they've seen what happens when a leader is compassionate and stands up in the form of the the Prime Minister of New Zealand, but... Scott Morrison, you could have taken the last couple of days to say we are going to reset debate in Australia in the way that the people of Australia so clearly want. But no, he's out on the front page of the paper today saying I'm still going to come at it from another angle. I'm going to come at it in coded form and I'm going to talk about the need to limit population growth and I'm going to talk about the need to restrict migration because he's learnt that that's the way of saying the loud part quietly. Fraser Anning's mistake, as far as those white supremacists were concerned, was that he said the quiet part loud. Well, now, Scott Morrison has learnt nothing, but he is going to try to continue a campaign of fear and division. And so, Scott Morrison, we are going to hold you to account as well. And we cannot wait, because it is only going to be a matter of weeks before you are turfed out on your ear for using the politics of fear and division. This is a very, very hard time. And to all our brothers and sisters who are being hurt by racism and Islamophobia and the growing fascism in Australia, we stand with you. But this is also the beginning of the end of racism. This is the beginning of the end of the politics of fear and division. This is the beginning of the end of white supremacy in this country. The Australian people have now worked out that it has become far too normalised in this country, what the consequences are. We will make sure that your politics of fear and division is never welcome in Australia. Scott Morrison, we are Fraser Anning, Peter Dutton, we are coming to take that dog whistle off you and bury it forever
0: day. my name is Margie Thorpe. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 on your dial.
7: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855am. Visit
4: the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live.
0: You're listening to 3CR. Uh, Next up, we have Pat from Friends of the Earth uh, on the show to discuss uh, last week's forum his organisation had uh, centred around the new green plan. So first off, uh, good morning, Pat.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Wonderful, thanks. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, I I was wondering just for those in the audience who are not really sure about this new green plan, uh, could you give us kind of a rundown of what it is?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, the meeting that we had last week it was it was uh, more of a discussion than a mm-hmm. campaign launch, and so we were talking about something called the Green New Deal, uh, which is kind of a, a visionary new plan that's emerging in the United States, um, mm-hmm. largely driven by the um, progressive Senator Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and you know the, the the gist of the of the idea of the Green New Deal is you know, we are facing a, a climate catastrophe. You know, at, at this point, if we look at uh, what science is telling us, uh, we are um, running out of time. Um, you know, we have at minimum about 12 years to rein rain in the, the majority of our emissions from, you know, the energy and transport agricultural sectors. Mm. So the Green New Deal, um, you know maybe differently to other climate campaigns, tries to confront the reality of that situation head-on and says, OK, this problem is extremely serious. We need an ambitious plan at, uh, to, to transform the economy at the scale to match that problem. Um, so it's, I think it's, um, it's it's generating a lot of interest and excitement about a positive new vision for climate action in the United States. Uh, and it doesn't really have, you know, explicit, specific ideas that run behind it, but that's kind of like the general idea. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I was, I was looking at the policy, and it kind of re- it looks to reform on a holistic level. So there's, like, industrial level and societal. Um, there's a commitment to move away, obviously, from these new- non-renewables by 2030, so that's solid. Mm. Um But there's also calls for things like uh, workers' rights to be acknowledged during this transitional period. Um, What do you think is the significance of the policy that seeks to kind of cover all these impacts and all these bases? Uh, Do do you think that what they're starting to suggest is kind of going to be effective through like a holistic regime change instead of just, you know, sector changes or something like that?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I think that the reason for that is, you know, the the DNA of the of the idea um, really comes from the original New Deal, which was mm. um, Roosevelt's, um, you know, a t- approach to the Great Depression when America was experiencing mass unemployment and poverty. Oh. And so they introduced uh, a federal jobs guarantee. And what that meant was that they you know, essentially had um, close to 100% um employment for about 10 years. Uh, So, you know, there are historical examples in the US that they're drawing from. And so with the major social upheavals that America is facing, you know, whether that's racism, unemployment, inequality, uh, you know, I think that the progressive movement that's building around this sees sees that as a real problem Mm -hmm. and sees that we can't we can't necessarily solve climate change whilst also ignoring those other problems. We have to solve them at the same time because whilst it's a climate crisis, people, people also have needs. So we need to be able to solve that.
0: Definitely. And I suppose this is making its rounds in America. Um, why why bring it to Australia? What do you think Australia could benefit from or from the ideas or policy?
1: That's a really good question. I think at the moment, you know, when you look around the climate movement, uh, you know, we're, we're influenced by the global movement. So mm. people are reading about this, you know, this exciting new plan, you know, seeing actions in Congress, mm-hmm. you know, this bright new Senator uh, Cortez is really <laughs> inspiring and everyone just loves because she's awesome.
0: Dancing in, um, the, uh, in the office, the White House. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so people are just getting inspired. So I think, you know, what we were trying to do last week was say, okay, here are some of the ideas. Mm. What, what's going on here? What are the, what are the pros and cons? Uh, you know, what do we really want to be lifting this idea from the United States? What do we like okay. about it? Um, what are the limitations? Mm-hmm. So it was more of that kind of critical appraisal, and you know, people had really, um, you know, some really good critiques. Um, so, for example, people felt maybe it's too vague, maybe it doesn't oh. fit the local context. What would, uh, what would a local sort of equivalent to a Green New Deal um, look like? And so, yeah, that was really about delving, you know, a bit deeper into the kind of core social, environmental, economic problems that Australia faces. Mm. So, um, you know, I think the main lesson for Australia is it's, it's worthwhile having a visionary framework that can unite, you know, environmentalists, unionists, uh, racial justice campaigners, because we are all progressives and we are fighting a similar fight, but we're just carving off different elements of the problem. Definitely. So that's worthwhile pursuing, but, you know, we also need to make it our own, because otherwise, I think it, it can just, you know, it could just become a carbon copy. Um, mm. idea that 's lifted from a different context
0: well touching on the public forum, it sounds like it was a wonderful success. Um, I suppose you mentioned right now that it wasn 't so much it was more of a critical you know uh, appraisal or a community forum, and it wasn 't a campaign as such. I was wondering uh, why move away from campaigns and into this kind of community forum community discussion what, what do you think the power is in that?
1: Well, I think it just reflects where we 're at um, you know in our particular context, so we wanted mm-hmm. to start really with people um, you know, what did people even know about this? So we were really just testing it out. We didn't want to make any assumptions Mm -hmm. uh, about how people perceive um, ideas from the US. Uh, You know, there there sometimes can be a tendency to to just lift the brand new shiny thing from the US and then Mm. roll it out here. And I think there's some real limitations to that. You know, it's important to be grounded in our activism. So that's kind of what we were trying to do. And I think that that was successful. And um, in terms of next steps, we decided at the meeting to create a bit of a working group uh, based out of Friends of the Earth, Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, which will kind of dig a bit deeper into the ideas and, you know, look at what are the actual next steps. You know, do we want to launch a campaign around the during the deal or do we want to call it something else? You know, do we want to write a manifesto as a movement that that people can share? So um, that's... That's some of the things that we're thinking in terms of next steps.
0: Sorry to interrupt you there, Pat. Um, and how would um, people who are interested in kind of getting involved with this get involved with that?
1: Okay, so the next, the first meeting of that working group is on Thursday, April 11th at 6.30pm at Friends of the Earth Melbourne on C Street um, at the Food club. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's at 630 to 830 Please come along to that if you're interested. Uh, and we'll be kind of doing a bit of a debrief on, on the meeting last week,
8: mm-hmm. as well
1: as uh, feeding back uh, from some other events that are happening around the place. You know, we're not the only ones that are thinking and talking about this. There are other organisations and groups doing work on it. So we're keen to make sure that whatever is happening at that grassroots level is is kind of feeding into what other orgs are doing as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I think my last last question kind of draws on this, this new form of... Uh climate activism that we're seeing come out of the, the Green New Deal. Uh, sorry, the New Green Deal. And I was wondering, what do you think Australia can kind of take away from this? I mean, we had the student climate strike uh, two weeks ago. Uh, where do you think we need to move? I mean, this is a very idealistic kind of policy we're bringing in. Do you think we can, we, we should indulge more in idealism and kind of get excited about new policy rather than just go, oh, no, the world's, you know, it, it's a very pessimistic view we usually take towards policy. Do you think there could be impetus here for kind of like, you know, celebration?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, in terms of my own experience, uh, I've cut my teeth campaigning on renewable energy here in mm-hmm. Victoria, and I've seen that we can win. You know, we've got a state renewable energy target that is creating jobs all around the state in climate action right now. So we can win, you know, these these more bold, visionary, positive policies. But it's it's about how we get there and and also how we you know, how we come together around it and what we want the future to be. Um, and there'll be some hairy points along the way. You know, we've got a huge problem with coal in this country that we need to sort out Whether the, you know, one of the world's largest coal exporters. That's something that we need to face when it, when it comes to, um, actual ambitious action on climate change. So there are some, some difficult problems that we need to face as a, as a movement, climate or workers movement. Um, that I think that we can rally around, you know, those positive visions, and the kids' climate strike is a perfect example of of idealism in action. So, yeah, there's a lot that all, all climate campaigners can learn from that.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us a little bit about that. Um, hope we will have the details of your um, upcoming events uh, on our rundown for anyone listening right now who would be interested in following that up, but missed the uh, the time and date. Um, and we'll speak to you probably next time. Thanks, Pat. Okay, thank you so much. See you later. Bye. And you're listening to 3CR. Well, I just wanted to mention, it's interesting we've had two kind of big climate stories today Mm. and both of them have said that we're kind of in this phase of questioning where we, like, awareness and kind of critically questioning where to go next. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's interesting, because usually we hear, you know, ah, oh, we need to do this or this or this, but these, these two have both gone, no, wait, we need to acknowledge and think about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. And also, um, I'm really excited for all of the opportunities that our listeners now have mm. to, to get involved in climate activism if they aren't already. Um, can can we move on to a song? Yeah, we please do. We didn't really talk about this before, but um, so... One of my favorite bands out of Lebanon, Mashrou' Leila, mm. um, has come out with a new album called The Beirut School, and um, it's got a lot of songs um, that sort of mingle together narratives around personal relationship struggles and also political, um, sort of global struggles. Oh, cool. And um, exemplifying this is their um, one of their latest singles, Cavalry, so let's listen in um, and enjoy. And that was Cavalry by Mashrou' Leila. Um, fantastic Lebanese band. Um, you probably don't need me to tell you about them because they are huge. They're, um, touring in Europe right now. They have toured in the US before. And, um, hopefully one day they will tour in Australia. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> one um, day. <laughs> one day. We can only hope. Yeah, anyway, definitely. Um, so the time right now is eight. 27 and 47 seconds so let's just say it's 8:28. we've got a few minutes left yeah. of the show <laughs> um did we want to quickly mention uh yeah so we we mentioned iaki vallejo before I and mean, we played a track of her music and it was fantastic um was. just want to underscore when and where yes yeah, so i managed to get the location
0: it's uh friday <laughs> the 29th of march 2019 7 p.m at the oratory in abbotsford Convent. So that's uh number one street heller's that's H E L I E R S, St Abbotsford, as a location. And tickets are from 35 uh, sorry, $30 to $15, depending on uh, what it is. And yeah, you can get the tickets on boite.com.au. B O I T E.com.au. Yeah, it looks Beautiful. really fantastic.
2: Um, forgot to mention the weather earlier in the show. Um, you never know when you're going to get the weather with us on a Wednesday breakfast, but it's kind of like weather here in Nara, our Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you never know where the weather's going to be. So it's appropriate, <laughs> I guess. We keep
0: you on your toes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're seeing a max of 21. It's going to be mostly sunny today, so it'll get warmish, but um, it won't be hot, which is really exciting. It's refreshing. I think refreshing. it's the best weather. Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. it. <laughs> um, what, are you, what are you grateful for today?
0: I'm grateful um, for music this week. Um, I mentioned to you, Will, I'm getting in touch with some new tracks and old tracks that I've forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've cleared out all my playlists and I'm starting from scratch to really get back to listening to different stuff, I think.
2: You have my thoughts and prayers in this difficult time. I know it's a lot of work. So so much work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am grateful for... Uh, WhatsApp, um, it's a, it's a kind of gross technology, but it keeps me in contact with my sister in Sydney, who's sending me billions and billions. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> underestimating pictures of her baby. Right. Um, Excellent. I love that little piglet. <laughs> and I'm very excited to go see it in August. Um, you folks have a wonderful day. Yeah. Um. Definitely tune into um, Fire First, which is 11 a.m. today on 3CR Community Radio. Mm. If they don't have an update from the Jabwaran Tree Embassy, um, if, uh, Cultural Heritage Pro- Protection Agency, then at the very least they will have some fantastic Indigenous stories and voices and music. So.
0: And, of course, uh, tune in mm-hmm. next up for Stick Together. That's right. 3CR relies on the support of ethical organisations to keep our vital community of voices on air. And we'd like to thank our breakfast supporters, the new international bookshop, NIBS, at Trades Hall, and eco-friendly paper and printing outfit, Earth Greetings. You can check them out at nibs.org.au and earthgreetings.com.au. And if you'd like more information on how your organisation can become a 3CR supporter, contact the station on 03 9419 8377.